0: Good morning, you're listening to Floridaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. I'm in Scottsdale at the tail end of the Starnet spring meeting, and I'm with Dave Tripke, the CEO of Universal Metro. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. You've just been elected to the board of directors with Starnet, and they just held their first meeting at the end of the voting process with the general membership. So uh, tell us about this meeting and the outcome.
1: Yeah, we just had our first board meeting. Very strong meeting. talking a little bit about where we are going as an industry, where does the Starnet board really want to take our cooperative. It's it's already in such a great position. Chuck Bodie, past chairman, has left it in great hands. And of course, Steve Cloud will take over as our new chairman, just taking us down the road of how do we solve some of the industry's greatest needs. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you ran right through that. So Steve Cloud's been named the chairman to follow Chuck, right?
1: That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was elected today. We're very excited about that. He's mm-hmm. got uh, three, four generations of knowledge in this industry with family. So.
0: Yeah. And so he's with M. Higgins up in Connecticut and been running that for a long time as a family business and he steps into this role as well. And there's three new board members, and you're one of them.
1: So Skip Mancini is returning. He was a prior board member, so we're glad to have him back. I even told him today I was glad to see you were on the slate again because his leadership was great in the past, so it's going to be good to have him back. And then Ellen Zucker, who is with Diversified, Great to have her as well as part of that team.
0: Yeah, actually, they had to write a a change to the bylaws to get Ellen on because she's not a principal in the organization, right?
1: That's correct. And you're going to see that you know as more and more private equity is out there and the whole structure of corporations change, we we have to change with that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to have great talent as you need it.
0: Right. Any other decisions made in this meeting today?
1: Uh, not, none that uh, affect you know the the current co-op as a whole. Our our next adventure is in Neocon in Chicago, so we'll be there starting on Sunday night as well as through uh, Wednesday.
0: Mm -hmm. We talked a couple months ago, and you were talking to me about your focus on multifamily, a little bit of shift in your business. Uh, How's business right now?
1: Yeah, so Q1 installation was uh, just a little bit over Q1 of prior year. That was great to see. Uh, Q1 bookings were above, about 2% above prior year, which, you know, that's not bad based on some of the and what you're hearing in the ripplings of the economy. Uh, However, I didn't like April numbers. Our actual amount of jobs, Kemp, was great, but the large project size, they're on hold right now. Some of them, they're not penciling out because general contractors and owners are making sure they drop their I's, across their T's, as what is in their budget, and can they afford to do it with the interest rates.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, so there's a little bit of pausing based on where the economy is right now.
1: Yeah, you know, as as an owner-dealer, I'd rather them pause and make sure that that budget's going to be, you know, something that where they can actually pay their people, the floor covering contractors at the end. Mm-hmm. And so, we're the last person usually to get paid, and so it's good that they'll actually have the funds to, to actually fund the project to pass, so.
0: You know, I've been coming to these meetings for 17 years, and uh, I recognized you early as a leader in this organization, and I'm happy to see you join the board.
1: I appreciate that. I I look forward to doing that. Uh, There was a time where I I was uh, willing to do it a little earlier in my career. At that time, it wasn't timing. The timing wasn't right, but it is now. And so I've been able to do the Vendor Partnership Committee for the last five. Really enjoyed doing that. And I think the leadership here said, Dave, would you like to be part of this? And I said,
0: yes. All right. Let me tell you why. I've always seen you as, as being even-keeled. You never get rattled. You're, you know, always confident in what you're doing. And, and focus, I can tell by the way you interact with your employees. Like, take for instance, Grant who was with you for a long time, that you were focused on their development, right?
1: Yeah, well... Our vision is to build leaders. We build them on a foundation of integrity, and we do it like a Richard Branson style where you treat them and train them well enough that they can go anywhere, and you hope that they stay with you. You treat them well enough to stay with you. Grant had a vision when we actually interviewed back in 2013. He literally had a vision of going to South Carolina. Ironically, that happened during COVID where he had a chance to do that, and so eventually, right, him being a president for us did a great job, but it was time you know, when the, pre- the president has to be present. So. He had an opportunity to go out and be with uh, DCO, and he's already doing a great job
0: there. Mm -hmm. So how have you backfilled with Grant leaving?
1: Great question. So we actually took our leadership team. We actually called them the Leadership Council. And rather than just Grant or me being one person, we've actually taught them all, we meet weekly, to actually build their teams underneath them. So it's really the the number one way that people want to grow. They want to be part of a team. They want to be coached. And led, they don't want to be managed. It's actually opened up uh, huge opportunities for us. A solution that would you you wouldn't have thought of two years ago. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. So you're in the LA market, and there's two other strong StarNet members out there. Tell me how y'all get along. I mean, obviously Richard Friedman is there with DFS. And there's another one out there too. Huh?
1: Yeah, well, there's DFS Richard and then Rouse Brothers. So Rouse Brothers is one of the large union shops in town, and we're the non we're open shop. Richard is also an open shop, and then we do a lot of the PLA or prevailing wage projects. So we kind of cross over both ways, and we're respected on either side. It's a good partnership out there. You know, we do, we avoid each other. We know where kind of our strongholds are, and we don't uh, we don't intermix, but we're all friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So today was an interesting day because the ITR economists talked to us. And kind of told us what was on the horizon. Uh, What did you think of that message?
1: It's a great question because I'm sure a lot of the people want to know where are we going. of course, his data shows that the commercial floor covering business will probably be affected a little bit in 2024 and then for sure in 2025. Although you mentioned, you know, the housing is affected now. Uh, I've also been to uh, some seminars locally from some of the economists in the Orange County area of California that uh, they echoed the same exact thing. So I really think his data is accurate. And I do think that his advice to us is be prepared, work hard, work smart, spend wisely, and train your people, and then be ready for the next ups and downs as they come.
0: Yeah, he mentioned that the economy could very well hit go into recession at the end of this year, beginning of next year, but that the non-residential construction, which is where you play, is not going to be affected until later and maybe another year later when you get a little dip and it'll be a a shallow dip, right?
1: Yeah, and his advice was, hey, for those of you that have the ability and the bandwidth and the funding, right, go after those projects at the end of next year so you're ready and have backlog for 2025. When that dip does happen, train your people well and, and get them ready. Don't get rid of people, train them. Yeah, right.
0: We also heard from Kay Sargent with HOK. We all want to know what's going on. The largest segment in the commercial market is the workplace segment so we were all been waiting anxiously to hear what she had to say and it was kind of interesting around um, whether people should be coming back to work what do you think of that message
1: uh we've been talking about that with our leadership council since last fall there's a certain incredible intrinsic value your you people get with being a part of something and she just nailed that where she said hey people are remembering i got to be a part of something so come back to work be a part of a team be a part of a culture And really she talked about culture, but she talked about how spaces could be built that will help those same people coming back to work to function, whether they're uh, excited about being a part of a team, or do they want to be a part of the team once in a while, but also have some space to function and have some quiet time to get their work done. Mm -hmm.
0: I thought it was interesting. First off, she said, you know, the whole workforce, 42% of the workforce has to go to work because they're in a manufacturing job or they're waiting tables, or I mean, it's a service role that they play and they have to be on location. So that leaves 58% that have the option of whether or not they're going to come to work or not. She said, you know, we can design the greatest spaces in the world, but uh, that's not necessarily going to bring them to want to come back. It's a brown company culture, what you, you, you were just talking about. You've got to create the culture to encourage your employees to come want to be part of the team that meeting thinking that there's going to be more of a surge I mean we're seeing it in Europe but there's going to be more of the CEOs kind of getting their way to say guys come on back right
1: yeah oh we'd love our people back too ironically though some people have changed their office spaces right and they've coordinated, it rebranded it re-set it up right And so now you don't even have space to have your people come back and of course I think uh, the corporate real estate guys would love for companies to bring their people back and it's going to create another synergy of productivity and efficiency
0: All right, so the next time the board gets together is at Neocon, and then there's a fall meeting after that, right?
1: That's correct. There's a fall meeting. Uh, Then there's a member connect that we also get to do, and that's usually with our vendor partners, and that's usually uh, around some kind of connect point, either golf or hunting or fishing or or all combined, depending on where they go. And then again in January,
0: they also meet fall meetings in Louisville, is that right?
1: That is, so uh, hopefully we'll get to go to see a little bit of racetrack action. I do believe we're also going to maybe even get a chance to see some distilleries. All
0: right, well congratulations on being elected to the board of Starnet. Again, been talking to Dave Tripke, the CEO of Universal Metro, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaAli.net.